Welcome to the Gut Podcast on the paper, Discovery of the Gut Microbial Signature, Driving the Efficacy of Prebiotic Intervention in Obese Patients, published in paper copy in Gut in November 2020. My name is Dr. Philip Smith and I'm the Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Delzen, President of the Levan Drug Research Institute at UCL Levan in Brussels, Belgium. Professor Delzen is the senior author in this excellent paper. Professor Delzen, thank you so much for joining me today to do this podcast, especially at this really difficult time in the world with the second wave of coronavirus coming through. And congratulations on all, all, all the hard work in this excellent paper. Firstly, to start off, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is so important? Thank you very much for your congratulations, but also for your question. So we are all aware on the fact that indeed the problem of obesity and related metabolic disorders are really important in the world. And there are really a lot of failure when evaluating how some nutritional advices and nutrition interventions can have an effect in obese people. And so there are several factors influencing the fact that for some individuals, there is a positive response to dieting and for others, no. Our context and our hypothesis, it is that among the biological factors, Indeed, the hundreds of billions of bacteria which are present inside our gut, called the gut microbiome, may play a role in the individual response towards dieting and towards nutritional intervention. Thank you. for It's clearly a, a very important area. So what are the new findings your study has, has found? So I was really lucky and happy to lead a very important uh, multidisciplinary study called the Food for Gut Study and Project. And indeed in this project, so we have conducted together with some uh, individuals and some partners of different universities, an intervention study in obese people, more than 100 volunteers who received either a diet which is rich in dietary fiber called inulin versus placebo. So it was a placebo uh, single blight control study. And what we observed in this study, it is that indeed the intervention with inulin was successful, meaning a decrease in BMI, improvement of metabolic disorders, diabetes, or markers of cardiovascular disease risk, but not in all individuals. And Julie Rodriguez, who is the first author of this paper, did an excellent job. And indeed, she questioned if the gut microbiota of the obese individuals prior the intervention could explain the difference in terms of response towards insulin intervention. And indeed, when uh, evaluating the gut microbiome by sequencing of the gut microbiome uh, by 16S or DNA analysis, so she could see, for example, that 
the presence of some specific bacteria, uh, such as Akkermansia, Uterisicoccus, or Anariostipus, can explain the fact that those individuals with a high level of those bacteria are able to have a better improvement of BMI, of body weight, when inulin was given as a treatment. And the other persons that did, were not characterized by those changes didn't respond to inulin. And second, she made a very interesting intervention study in mice. And so she took the fecal material from different obese individuals of the consortium. And those individuals were different in terms of gut microbiome composition. She took the fecal material and she transferred the gut microbiome to mice, to different groups of mice that were fed a high fat diet plus or minus inulin. And what she could see, it is first that the gut microbiome of the patients who were the, was the most responsive in terms of improvement of inulin also conferred these properties to the mice, meaning that the mice transferred with this gut microbiota had the better improvement upon inulin of the body weight, of steatosis, on muscle insulin sensitivity, and so on. So it means that the gut microbiota at the origin in the humans can explain the successful response towards a dietary intervention like inulin. In addition to that, so she could also show that the changes of the gut microbiome upon inulin intervention in mice can also explain and be related to the improvement of health. And once again, there are several decreases of some bacteria that she observed in several groups of mice, a decrease of Bilophila, for example, or Barnesiella, that were clearly associated to the improvement of steatosis and hepatic disorders, as well to an improvement of adiposity in mice. Then once again, all mice did not respond the same way towards inulin, and this was clearly due to the characteristics of the gut microbiome. And finally, the only thing that could also be interesting and that you cannot have as a response in humans, she could just unravel the mechanism, the biochemical mechanism by which the inulin could have an impact on the liver, on the muscle, and so on. And she could find how some specific changes in bacteria can relate to molecular targets in those organs and thereby explain the improvement of health. Then in a nutshell in our paper, so we bring some mechanistic studies showing the importance of the initial gut microbiome if we want to have a successful intervention with dietary fibers like inulin. Thank you. I mean, that was a very clear overview and um, really interesting. So how, how do you think this might impact on clinical practice in the, in the future? So there are several authors showing that for different types of dietary intervention, indeed the initial gut microbiome is important to take into consideration. And so it means that when we want just to think about a more 
personalized approach of nutrition or even treatments of obesity, namely, we have to think of the importance just to have a better idea of the composition or activity of the gut microbiome. And we know it's not an easy thing to do, but to ignore until now, so the role of the gut microbiome in the response would, in my view, just be negative because we can go on with advices in nutrition that the same are the same for all of us. We are all different for sure and we are all different from a metagenomic point of view and we have now to take it into account. And so in clinics, for example, the rationale we have developed, we and others concerning the nutritional intervention could also be applied, for example, to the inter-individual uh, response towards some drugs and drug treatments, for example. It's important. Thank you again for that very uh, clear insight. Um, how might your study therefore impact on research priorities in the, in, in the foreseeable future? So if you have in mind that it could be interesting just to have a better overview in each individual of the gut microbiome composition or microbiota activity. It means that we have to, hand, to have in hand some means and some techniques that can be available for all. And then we have just to, uh, to know that indeed those techniques of uh, microbiome sequencing and so on remain quite expensive and quite uh, difficult just to apply for everyone because of the time-consuming uh, effort that are needed and that are due to the analysis of the megabase of data. And so it means that we have to have some science uh, that promotes some bioinformatics tools, but also uh, some uh, development that would allow maybe in view of our data, just to select some consortia of bacteria or microbes that could be particularly interesting to analyze prior an intervention. And so what is the role of those specific bacteria that are changing upon a dietary intervention? How do they create really the dialogue with the host in some individuals and not in others? So there is really both a side of science, meaning the science trying to develop new techniques and new technologies that could be affordable for all, but also more fundamental and basic science trying to unravel how some specific consortia of bacteria could be so important to explain the nutrition effect of, on health of different products and nutritional advices. Well, thank you. I mean, it's certainly a, a fascinating area um, developing and for the future. So thank you again, Professor Dalzan, for doing this podcast today. And, and once again, congratulations to you and your team on this fantastic paper being published in GUT. For our listeners, um, if you want to read the paper, please click on the link underneath this podcast. And do continue to join us in the future for future GUT podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.